Welcome to Quarter of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman. In studio with me is Mr. Eric Vieira. We have a great show for you tonight, straight here on our live show, Thursday, May 10th, from Corner of the Galaxy Studios. We have a bunch of things to talk about, including the LA Galaxy's big game coming up against FC Dallas on Saturday. It's going to be hot. It's going to be steamy. Weird things happen in Dallas, all that fun stuff, certainly on deck for you. And, of course, the gift that never stops giving the MLS Players Union has released their May release of salaries, so we're certainly going to talk about that as well. But before we get to any of that, let's make sure we welcome our uh, our, our good friend here, Mr. Uh, Eric Vieira. Eric, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thanks for having me back. We're making a habit out of this. It this is, is. It is. It's almost like we're going to do this on a regular I basis. Know. I think I'm going to you know, start looking for real estate around here. And speaking of salaries, uh, you know, is this, yeah. an, is this a bad time to bring up this, salaries? This pays exactly okay. as much as your last gig. Actually, perfect. it pays twice as much. Oh, perfect. So done and done. You lucky guy. I'll you. relay that yeah. to the guys. No, big news here for the podcast. I have asked Eric to uh, to fill in on a more permanent basis. So Eric, now a co-host, a full co-host of uh, Corner of the Galaxy. And as he goes and as, he's, uh, as his schedule allows, <laughs> we will certainly have him in the studio and doing that. And then, of course, we still have Wendy and Jared and all the others to fill in as well. But really enjoy the uh, the face the face and uh, in the studio time that we get with uh, with Eric. So uh, good times gl- as always. Glad to have you here. So of course, and I know the guys over at uh, Guys in Shorts are a little upset about me stealing you. <laughs> yeah, they are. They made a big stink about it. Yeah, we recorded an episode this week, and uh, there's there's a real rivalry going on between uh, Guys in Shorts and Corner of the Galaxy. So. I'm torn. I'm a man torn. Uh, yeah, I, that's okay. I don't, <laughs> uh, you know, that's uh, like, I, I heard them. I heard they were, they were giving me, you well, know, crap. Yeah, I, they I they're it. coming after you specifically. That's fine. I'm a what big else boy. is new? I'm a big boy. I can handle it. <laughs> but we have a lot of show to get to. Uh, obviously, like I said, the big deal is that the LA Galaxy uh, end up going and, uh, and, and spending a lot of money. Uh, Eric, yeah, uh, it's it's a lot of money, a lot of money, and for the results that we've seen, it's not something that uh, I think either. It's at least not something that I would have predicted. If you would have predicted that the LA Galaxy have the second highest payroll in Major League Soccer right now, I would have said no. There's no way they probably top five, okay. maybe top eight. But where is all the money going? <laughs> and that that's sort of where I where I sit on most of this is where where is all that money going? And one of the things that I think is probably going to make you feel better is Toronto FC tops that list. And, and they're not exactly doing so hot either. So yeah, but if they, if they, you had, can, they if, have a good excuse. They won <laughs> the, MLS. They cup. also have an MLS Cup that they can fall back on as a yeah a yeah, recent a, a one, nice, yeah. a, a more recent <laughs> one than the Galaxy. Um, yeah, I mean there there is something to that. I, I certainly think. And, and by the way, Toronto's outspending everybody by a significant yeah. margin. If you go if you go by the the MLS Players Union, let's 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 caveat some of this yes. beforehand because the MLS Players Union is a is a great great place to find all of your news it, it's certainly a great place to to follow and try to figure out salary cap issues but as i've been told by by front office executives by agents and by players the money is pretty close it's not okay. exact okay so with that being said and the information is pretty close it's not exact so with all of those sort of caveats <laughs> we've used their information we haven't gone in and changed anything i'll, I'll tell you they they have and, and eric and i were talking about this beforehand they have uh Ima Boateng listed as a forward and so clearly he's not a, he's a midfielder, yeah. right? But at the same time, I'm not going to go in there and change it because yes. it would screw up other things that you're doing. So, so it's important that when you read these charts, take that into consideration. 
Yeah. I think what you're saying, Josh, is you didn't write these. You I, didn't say Imabote forward, Imabote. Yeah, it wasn't me. I don't don't yell at the scream at me, <laughs> luckily for me. But um, you know, we were able to sort of put together today, um, thanks. I'm sure I'm sure my my dad really appreciates all the all the hard work that I did on all these charts and charts, everything. Charts, charts, charts. I'll have my article up on this uh, maybe later tonight or first thing in the morning in terms of breaking all this down. But the you know the MLS players union put it out, and I was able to do a whole bunch of stuff as far as manipulating charts and, and looking at that. And if you're if you're not a money person, you don't you don't. This is not going to be like heavy into statistical analysis here. We're going to give you some just sort. Yeah, range. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You got it. Sort. Yeah, pretty straightforward. For so um, one of the things, and I don't have a comparison on this, but I thought it was interesting that in 2018, uh, this isn't counting all the money, but it's the majority of the money. And I'll tell you which I think six players don't count towards this. But MLS is pay- paying 246 million dollars to players in 2018 as part of their total compensation or guaranteed compensation, as it was called before. Um, and that's that's not a small amount of money. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the league, a good thing for, if you're a fan of soccer in the United States, that's a good thing. The, mo- the mon- money is being spent now, on these players. Now, and that's not including transfer fees and on all of those pieces as well. That's so. that's right. There's transfer fees that aren't necessarily uh, included in this, and there's some weird ways of how they include money, and I can't even figure it all out. But, <laughs> you know, basically what we can say is, you know, we have a pretty good idea of what each team is spending. Uh, Toronto SC tops the league right now with uh, with $26 million, over $26 million yeah. of spending. Uh, that's, across all, that's across all their positions. That's their total team spending at $26 million. The LA Galaxy sit at number two at $17.5 million. All right. Drop down to New York City FC, 14.1. Chicago Fire, 13.8. LAFC, 13.4. So expansion team coming out. And for as much as we talk about Atlanta United spending a ton of money, which they do, they're actually down there at number nine at $11.3 million. And that's why I mentioned transfer fees and things like that. Atlanta is spending the money, but not necessarily in player salaries. No, and, and they spent, I think, $15 million yeah. for Ezekiel Barca. Yeah, so, which you're not yeah. going to see in this chart, which, which, does, is, which is almost true. our entire salary for uh, this, like, <laughs> if you add those up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Atlanta is spending a lot of money, basically, yeah. and that, that's what you have to come to. And Toronto is spending a ton of money, especially on p- player salary. Salary They have uh, Sebastian Giovinco, who's the highest-paid player in the league, $7.1 million, I believe, right around there. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Bradley is number two at mm-hmm. a little over $6 million, 6.1 or something like that. So... I mean, they're spending a ton of yeah, money. And, and and you said it, Giovinco, Bradley, um, Altador, those are all players who, especially given the fact that they just won an MLS Cup, you could say it justified the price. Yeah. Uh, it, it's worth paying it if they're going to give you those those results. If the end goal is an MLS Cup, then you're willing to spend the money, then that justifies what they're paying right now. Uh, Carlos Vela at uh, $6.2 million. Bastian Schweinsteiger, $6.1 million, fourth highest paid player wow. in the league. Uh, David Villa at five point six. All right. Uh, we had talked about Josie Altador at five million, Ignacio Piatti at four point seven. Ignacio Piatti is such a great player for Montreal. He's he's one of my favorites. Uh, Tim Howard, Colorado Rapids. <laughs> if you want to feel better about how our money is being spent, look at the goalkeeper column. Yeah, two two point four seven five million dollars. And by the way, I will tell you right now, the Colorado Rapids spend the most out of anybody on yeah. the goalkeeping position. Spoiler alert. All right. <laughs> After hearing that one, uh, Diego Valeri at two point three million dollars. Basically, when you when it comes down to it, the LA Galaxy have four out of the top twenty five highest pay players in Major League Soccer. It's Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Roman Alessandrini, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic makes just in at twenty five at one point five million dollars. Which we knew Tam, yes. we knew the Max Tam. Max Tam is one point five million dollars. He's making one point five million dollars. So uh, which is it's. 
it's pretty amazing, and, and we've applauded this before, but just the fact that he's still able to be a top earner in MLS and he's not taking up uh, a DP slot for us is really is really a spectacular feat. Yeah, and yeah. We, it, we can't say it enough. Yeah, it's, people are asking in the chat room, by the way, if there's a p- specific topic for tonight's calls. I think tonight's calls are, are the Galaxy spending money wisely? <laughs> All right, that is your, that is your Ooh, topic. That's a good tease. It is. <laughs> Are they spending money wisely? Discuss. Yeah, discuss, discuss amongst yourselves. Come <laughs> on in and see how it goes. Um, yeah, and people are talking about Wayne Rooney linked with DC yeah, United. that's a lot of money being thrown his way also. I'm curious what his salary would be. Well, it seems like perhaps it's not going to be as much on the DC United side. By the mm-hmm. way, I would just been sneaking around looking at other yeah. things. Uh, maybe only 3.6 or $3.7 million that DC United would have to pay in terms of maybe his salary. But okay. th- the rest of that's going to be made up by Everton So and Manchester United. Yeah. Man, so, oh, see, look, this is what happens. They're already calling. They're already calling in. Hold, we we didn't need to call that soon. <laughs> or did we? Chill, chill out just a little bit. Uh, four two four. Who's this? Hey Josh, this is Hugh. Hey, Chris. hey Chris, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. What do you it's got? Going better until I until I started seeing these uh, these numbers earlier today. Yeah, and uh, as if things weren't already bad enough, this 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 is just terrible, and it shows how 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 blind our front office is and I actually have a sheet here. I was doing some numbers and I know you love numbers and your charts. Yes. I have a chart of my own. What do you got? So I can just throw some, throw some, uh, some things your way. Let's start with the defense. Uh-huh. Okay. Three players, three players. That's Rolf at 270. Right. Chiani at 620, 17th highest paid defender in the league, by the way. Yes. Jordan highest paid defender in the league yes. combined 1.9 million dollars yes okay you can get these are the players that you can get for that much money you can get Ico Parra, you can get moro you can get awful zimmerman schoenberg garza hey why not aj let's get aj back and <laughs> right. you can get a jimmy madronda for that amount right that is ridiculous and not only that Ashley Cole, I get it. The guy was good for us last year. But who in their right mind at the front office thought, hey, let's give a 37-year-old guy a $345,000 raise from last season. That's a 91% increase in salary to a 37-year-old guy who could have a career-ending injury at any moment, right? Yes, Or he could spend the whole season injured. Yep. No. The reasoning behind that blows my mind. Well, you knew you knew there was something in there. Remember, we've talked at length about Ashley Cole and how the the whenever whenever Bruce Arena left, Ashley Cole didn't exactly get treated fairly, and he was promised a certain There's amount some of money. Handshakes and some winks. And I think the thing that um, and, and you bring up a point about a ninety-one percent raise. And I think some of these things we need to take into consideration also is these are things that were negotiated in contracts, and so some of these raises, it's not like they looked and said. Well, based on last season, we're bumping you up this much. These these were triggers in their contract that were going to happen anyway. Uh, but yes, but at a 36-year-old Ashley Cole, to negotiate that you're going to bump it up that much, I, I understand your point. But some of this isn't necessarily, they did this last year and we bumped them up because of last year. Some of this was going to happen just with the nature of the way, they, the way these contracts were, were written up. What else you got, Chris? Also on that topic of raises, Mm-hmm. Ellison Rooney's salary last year for 2017 was listed at 199. Yes. This season it's listed at 1.8. Why does our best performer from last season 
not get a raise. He has actually a decrease in salary. How does that happen? We we don't right? know. We don't know, and it could be because it was part. It was already part of the contract. It could it take into account some sort of TAM or transfer fee money or some sort. Of, yeah, right. it could have been front loaded a little bit more, and so then they even it out over it. And so it could just be a division error whenever you look at it. But I saw the same thing. He's making less money this year than he was last year. I noted that on my on my list as well. So yeah, it's. It's weird, but I don't think they went to him and said, you need to take more money. <laughs> I don't think that happened. So there has to be something in the contract that, that makes it work that way for this second year. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Two more things, and I'll let you guys continue with the podcast. I just have a lot on my mind regarding the yep. salaries. Yep, what do you got? If I may. The goalkeeping position. Mm-hmm. We have the eighth highest paid goalkeeper in Bingham. I know you've sort of kind of defended him because of his shots and his saves. His percentages are good, right? But how do we go from paying Benedo 138000 in 2014, arguably the best goalkeeper in the league, we were refusing to pay this guy more and he left, and now we're paying David Bingham $275,000 in 2018 to be mediocre. It's- that just also does not... Well, well, you can you can, mind. you can say Chris, you can say that it didn't make sense for Jaime Pinedo to make that 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 little, right? But I don't think Bingham is grossly overpaid. Certainly, he got a raise from from what he was making in San Jose, and I think people take issue with that. But when you look at the LA Galaxy, he's the eighth highest paid goalkeeper. I mean, throw out Tim Howard, who makes three point two million dollars, and you can you can say that he's like the seventh highest Tim, paid goalkeeper. He breaks, breaks the curve. Yeah, whenever well, he get. He gets paid more than Fry, Sean Johnson, Jesse Gonzalez, Bendix, Zach Steffen, Gleason. I mean, he's making he's making more than Brian Rowe and Diop were last season. Yes, I mean he's making almost three times as much as those guys. No, he is. I you mean, know, it, I don't it certainly see the is a big improvement. Well, no, I mean, I, I, and I certainly think if you if you look at the Galaxy, there's two positions here. The goalkeeping spending overall for the Galaxy is only at 13th in the league. So, however much money they pay overall for all three of their goalkeepers, it's not that much money because the the other two guys they don't pay any money, right? Basically, that's how it, how it averages out. So, I'm not necessarily concerned about that. But when you look at the defense and how much they pay the defense, and this is all defensive players on the LA Galaxy, they have the most expensive defense in the league, and that current that most expensive defense. Uh, currently has them as the 18th best defense in Major League Soccer. That's my big blow up there, yeah. is how do you spend this much? And you can even throw Bingham into that to really He's part it of it. I, yeah. I would agree with that. He's part of it, right? You look at that, Chris. I mean, that's where you sit there and you have to think, something's not right here, that that doesn't make sense. So, so what is going on? And you already pointed out, Siani and Shelvick, <laughs> uh and Felcher. I mean, Felcher at 270 isn't the worst it's not the worst yeah, thing in the had world? he not gotten hurt and stayed on the trajectory that he seemed to be going on i don't think anyone would have been too upset about that but you said siani and and shelvik those two the salaries and we knew siani we knew that deal coming into this season and, and uh, it seemed like they were trying to rush a replacement for van Dam and try to that's, gi- that's give, such a horrible give deal. siani the raise that van Dam deserved without seeing him play right. which was 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 bizarre um, and so those two definitely Terrible. inflate the numbers. Yeah. All right. Well, last thing, Chris, go hurry up. Last thing, it'll be quick. Giovanni Dos Santos, I have to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> he is now the third highest paid number 10 in Major League Soccer. And that blows my mind. For that $6 million, you can have Almiron, Barco, Joseph Martinez, and hell, why not? You can you can even get yourself an Iguain 
for what we paid Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, and, and, and his salary unacceptable. And his salary bumps up this year from five point five to six million dollars. That's what Eric was talking yeah. about when he talks about uh, contracts. That was all part of the contracts, and it was uh, it was back million dollars per goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Worth it. Well worth. Well it. worth it. Every penny. <laughs> awesome, Chris. Thanks for the call, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. All right. There goes Chris uh, on uh, on Reddit. That's usually where okay. I run into him. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we covered a lot of topics there yeah. with Chris. And, and tell me if I'm off base here. A- as a fan, we're not paying these salaries. So I'm not terribly Are- upset. You know, it, it seems like they, they pay this money and they swing and they miss. And I understand that when you spend uh, an, a lot of money on a DP and they don't perform or you, you know, swing for the fences on defense and spend a lot of money and maybe you make some misses there. Um, but if they're willing to spend the money, the, w- I think the only problem is if next season they say we've spent too much the previous season, we're going to Costco, and then they don't use that money moving forward. But if they're willing to continue to spend money to try to make it work, I don't have a problem with the Galaxy landing higher up on this list, right. even if they're not performing, because it shows they're trying stuff. Uh, the defense, the actual numbers with Shelvick surprised me. Uh, but we knew Siani, and we knew that's going to inflate those defensive numbers. So to me, it's not really surprising that our defense is the highest paid because that's something that they try to address. The performance isn't there, right? but, but they, they obviously put money into the defense. They tried something. They tried. And so as long as they keep trying something, I think I, I don't have as big an issue with this as I think most do. I understand. All right, 323, three, who's this? Hey, guessing this is Danny. Danny, thanks for calling, buddy. What do you got? Uh, I just want to give a couple thoughts on on the the roster salaries. Yes, go for it. All right, so I have the list right here. I'm I'm gonna just go down uh, from highest paid to lowest paid. Okay, go for it. Um, all right, so Gio, highest paid. Uh, what does it mean? Six million. Six million. <clears throat> Basically, my thought on him is he's not. Good. He's worth six million every game. Every let's say five games, he'll show you why he's worth six million. You know, obviously that's not what you want in a player getting paid six million, but it's gonna happen. You know, we're stuck with the contract. Okay. Right. Uh, Johnson, he's yep. making two million. He's, I mean, that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that necessarily a steal, but he's. Be- he, I mean, he's making. He's making his money, and he's. He's doing it right. You know, he's. He's a. Uh, he, he he puts in work. Puts in effort. You know, he he he's a very big part of our midfield and just of our team in general. Okay. Uh, Alessandrini. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season been all too great. Last season was the best player on the team. Slatan, uh, I mean Slatan. I'm just not even gonna talk about it. You don't argue Slatan. See, that's uh, there's lots of people who will argue with you about Slatan, by the way. But you're right. At 1.5 million dollars, there's no argument there. That's fine. Continue. And this is where I get a little uh, a little iffy. Yes. Shelvik at a million dollars. Yes. Yes. One million dollars. By the way. By the way, Danny, hold on. I, I just want to toot my own horn here. Whenever I was doing my fill in for Kevin Baxter at the LA Times, this intrepid reporter every once in a while gets <laughs> something right. I called the that Shelvick would have, and, and I knew, and I'd read reports, that he would have one of the highest salaries in Major League Soccer for a defender, and it would be close to 900000 to a million dollars, and it ends up being $900,000 on the base side, and a million, thank you, and a million dollars on the uh, on the total compensation side. So I called I, I called this, so you can blame me. <laughs> I didn't pay him, but I'm the one who first reported it. And you're still surprised. I'm still you surprised. You can't hear me clapping, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for you, buddy. Thanks, Danny. All right, continue. Yes, Shelvick. All right. Oh. Selvig, a million dollars. Um, obviously, this season he had, uh, up till now, he hasn't shown why he's worth a million, right? But there's little glimpses and little things in his game that you can see why he could be worth a million if 
by the end of the season, he really does, you know, grow into the player he should be. Right. You know, he's very good on the ball. Very. Uh, he's he's not like one of those defenders that is very choppy or not not choppy, but very he's very silky on the ball. You know, he's very you know he knows what he's doing. You know, he he has good ball control. He can pass very well, and you know he's quick, and that's that's good for a defender with his height. That's good. Yep. All right, you you got but, you got two more. Pick out pick out two more that you want to that you want to focus 27. in on. Yeah, you're gonna steal my show, Ooh. otherwise, Danny. All right, all right, two more that I can focus on. Uh, hold on, let me let me skip. Yep. yep. All right, Pedro. Pedro. Pedro, this is an interesting one because mm-hmm. I know I know. Uh, I forget your name. I'm sorry, but I know you like I know you like Pedro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my boy. <laughs> yes, yes. Continue. Right. Go I ahead. I like Pedro too. I like Pedro too. I just think he was brought in at a really bad time with the with the roster was just horribly constructed, horribly built. Very, you know, he was put in just in a bad, bad situation. So it really sucks to see him getting paid that much and not even be on the 18. Um, you know, it just it, it's just a horrible situation for the team and for him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Getting him that much, you can't make the 18. Well, well, and not only Sorry. that, but again, this doesn't focus in on the fact that they paid a transfer fee, and it was probably in the in the yeah, range yeah, of like six hundred thousand yeah. dollars over three years. It's one point eight million dollars they probably ended up sp- spending for Joao Pedro. You would think for one point eight million dollars you could get a guy who could stay in the starting lineup. Yeah. I, I I do feel yeah. I, I feel a little bit for Eric. He is back up with the senior team right now. Yeah, I, I personally yeah. I'm happy I'm happy for Joel. He he got a double in salary. Right, has doesn't have any pressure on him. Right, you know he, he, he sacrificed himself just for, keep, for his lot. Keep growing the hair yeah, out. Keep growing the hair. All right, you know live the beach lifestyle. I'm happy for him. All right, good. All right, what do you, what do you, <laughs> what, what's your last one, Danny? The last one, kitchen. Okay, uh, kitchen for me has definitely been the MVP of the season and we're very lucky that we haven't had to play a game without him so far you know he's been you know you can argue he's not very good uh, offensively or you know whatever the case may be but if you watch the game and you know if you played soccer if you watch a lot of soccer you can tell that he knows what he's doing he's a very good player and he he's very uh, no nonsense I guess you could say he, he he does his job he does the dirty work and that's just what his job is to do um, you know, he doesn't. People argue that he doesn't push up. He doesn't contribute that much to the offense. But he knows that's not his job, and that's not that's not his place. Right. You know, he leaves that to the to the other midfielders, and you know that's very good. That's what you want in a defensive midfielder. That's what that's what we didn't have last year, and what we needed. In our, you know, that's what we played so bad last year. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something. Well, and you know, again, if we're looking at the defense, he's a guy who contributes to the defensive side of things. With the defense yeah, getting yeah, spent, I mean, you could technically yeah. you could really he could bump be up part the, of that defense. He could, also, he could yeah. be a part of that defense. Also, awesome, Danny. Thanks for the call, buddy. Thanks, we, Danny. we appreciate it. Uh, let's see. I have another call in here as well. It's just it's rapid gonna, fire. That's we're going to go fifteen through twenty-seven. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> through twenty-seven. Now two one three. Who's this? Oh, Josh, it's Freddie, dude, your favorite guy. Freddie, what is happening? You are my favorite listener who hates everything I say. <laughs> no, 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 no. What do you got, buddy? I don't hate everything you say, but... Uh, but most know, of the things. Just everything you write. But yes. before I say anything, you know, this is the first time I ever call you, and I want to tell you that I'm very grateful for your show. You're doing a great job. Even if sometimes I bash you and everything, I do follow the rules, though. You said as long as we you we listen and read, we can bash you all we want. That's so that's that's right. I give me that credit. I just usually just ignore you, so it's fine. It's just not a big deal. <laughs> but I do like the fact that I'm recording this, so that way I can play this back and it'll help me sleep at night, Freddie. So what do you got, buddy? <laughs> no, you know what? I think this year's problem more than anything is the fact that we don't have a true number ten. Yeah, and and by that I mean that we don't have a guy in the midfield where everything goes through him. Kind of like you know how Portland has a Larry. Yes. You know, we don't we don't have a guy like that, and that's what we need. And basically, it's, it just comes down to the fact that we have too many Chiefs and not enough Indians. Oh, you, know? I, you, you can say that. In I, the mid- 
I, I think there's too not, many. Not it, necessarily. It's just the idea, you know, that in the midfield, we don't have that one guy where it's like everybody has to lean on him and it works out better that way. Flip, At least that's what I think. Yeah, flip, flip, flip it. Flip it. Just flip the saying and it makes sense. You have too many Indians and not enough Chiefs. There's not enough. There's not a leader that's, out there. You got it. It was the number you 10. You only need one Chief. You only need one Chief. And if we could just find that person, I think that he can link the defense, link the midfield, and link that that ridiculously talented offensive core that the Galaxy have. I mean, Freddie, can you... In my mind, are there that many offenses out there that have as much firepower as the LA Galaxy? Because I don't see them. Oh, no, dude, trust me, man. I have friends all over the league, you know, that I've met because I've traveled a lot with the team. And they always tell me the same thing. It's like you guys spend so much money and you guys have all these good players, but it's not working. Like, you know, and then I'm like, trust me, man. I'm a fan of the team. I I have season tickets. I go to the game all the time and I'm, I'm just sitting there like, how can you spend this much money and it's not working? And then the other thing, too, is, you know, is Chris Klein-Karowski. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. And yeah, you got Arenas, it. They're just so in love with going to Europe to find players. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, those guys, they're already rejects over there. That's why they're not in top teams or they're not starters over there. Nobody wants them. You know, do what Papa Martino in Atlanta did. Go south. Because yeah. you go down there and you get these guys, even in Argentina, and you tell them, hey, you know what? You're going to come to a league where your pay is guaranteed. Yep. You know, and that's an important <laughs> factor because yeah. in these leagues over there, their money's never guaranteed. I don't care what team they play for. Yeah. You no, know, no, and it's, then it's a good here, point. Freddie. You live in a more comfortable country. Yep. You know, you don't have the pressures that you have over there. There was a goalie that played for Boca and then he got transferred to Barcelona. I don't remember his name, but it was in the early 2000s. And they asked him, hey, so how do you think of the pressure of playing for Barcelona? And he was like, what pressure? Back in Boca, yeah. the same where I Boca would put a gun to my side and tell me, hey, if you don't win this weekend, we're going to kill you. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I know so what you mean. In our league, you don't, you don't have that. You have a players union. You have health care. You have retirement. No, you don't know the pressure you know, I'm putting uh, on Joao. Yeah, yeah. You should, you you should, we, we call Joao all the time. We're like, hey, dude, you got to step it up. Yeah, don't worry. We're, we're on top of that. Yeah, what I'm saying is these are selling yeah. points that they could use to right. go recruit down there, and that's what Martino did. Yep. He went and got these guys and said, hey, you know what? They're going to pay you. The fans are going to love you. And nobody's going to bother you in your private life. I mean, what more do you want? Yeah. No, I mean, you also have the name recognition from Tata Martino where there's yeah. guys out there who would literally, you know, cr- crawl across a burning desert to come play for him regardless of where he's at. Yeah. But the fact that you can, you're absolutely right, Freddie. I will tell you this. I have talked to some of the LA Galaxy scouts and some people who are out doing things. I'm going to tell you that they are in South America, Central America. They are looking. I don't know when they're ever going to pull yeah, the trigger. I was going to say, the day that happens, yeah, I, 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 ho- I, but, ho- I hope everyone who's been asking for that, yes. I hope they all rejoice when that day finally comes. Because I do think it's on the I think it's on the verge of happening. And yeah. I don't know what's going to happen this summer because certainly with Giovanni Dos Santos and Jonathan Dos Santos going off the World Cup more than likely, you know, things could change. If they have a good World Cup, they might be primed to be sold. And that might not be a horrible thing for the Galaxy to have two open designated player spots yeah. coming after a World Cup where guys are now looking to move. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of... I, I guess maybe that's too much hope to give to Galaxy fans because <laughs> it's such a... It's such a confluence of events that are coming together, Freddie. A lot of dominoes need to fall. Yeah, so many things need to happen to have that happen. So, But it's still, it's something that could happen, and I know they are looking. So I don't want you to, listen, they're also in Europe, and they're looking around Europe, and you can see by the guys who they're pulling in and, and doing yeah, this I stuff. I get it, but it's yeah. just too many European players, man. I mean, and it's not working. I mean, it's already been four years of complete disgrace. Yeah, you know? so at least so far, and at least just, three and, and a quarter. And you're thinking like, you're thinking like this, like, I, I buy season tickets. Ever since I could afford it, I bought them, okay? 
let's toot my own horn. Right. But this year was the first time where I was like, like, wow, dude, I'm about to drop 600 bucks, but like, I really don't know if I want to do this. Right. Yeah, I know. You know? Hey, hey, everybody, because, like, everybody's been doing that. You're not the only one, so I get it. No, I, I know that. I know that. But the thing is, I don't think that Klein and Bahenas and Karowski, who last year, even though our ship was burning and on fire going down, this dude was doing World Cup commentary, and you're just like, wait a minute, dude. Our team is dying, and you're commentating on the World Cup? Yeah. You know, I mean, no wonder Gerard used to fly half across the world to do commentary on, on the Champions League while he was playing for us. Who's going to take that serious? Yeah. You know, I mean, these guys, they want the same importance as it is in Europe. Well, then they have to show all their face to us because, you know, in other places around the world, the president of the team answers to his season ticket holders and to the fans. I remember the last time Real Betis went down, the president of the team was sitting there while the freaking fans were just screaming at him and he was just taking it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I you mean. Know, because it's... he had no choice. And here, these guys are so insulated that they don't have to answer to anybody. No, it, it certainly is something. Awesome, Freddie. I appreciate the call, buddy. You can call in any time, all right? Oh, see, yeah. see, you, you stepped yeah, up. Josh, a, thanks, man. You're, you're a step up in my book. Get, oh, yeah, one more thing. One yeah. more thing. Yeah. I was wrong about your writing. You were correct. You can record that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. See, I like this stuff. This, is, this has been a great day for me. All right. Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> have a good one, buddy. <laughs> All right, Freddie. Uh, Freddie, that is my listener who who I always says loves to listen just to hate on me. But you need those people. You do, you yeah. do, and and he's Keeps a good guy. You I'm, I'm glad that he uh, I'm glad that he called in. All right, but you know, I mean, we're talking about overall spending for the galaxy, and when you look at it, it's taken a dip in recent years, and now it's rebounded. So just in base salary, and that's where I track base salary. Don't ask me why. That's what I eventually picked at one point. It's important that you did that because yeah, I think you're going to go there. So go for it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you, you saw a decline. I mean, they almost spent. Close to $20 million in 2015 in terms of total salary. Remember, that's Robbie Keane, Steven Gerrard sitting on the bench in the playoffs. That's That was that well, year. Well, and that's what triggered the downward uh, pointing of the mountain there. And so that's why I'm not as bothered. I'm bothered by the fact that they missed. And especially, you know, like our number one listener, Freddie, mentioned, if, if we're going to Europe and we're missing, then why do we keep going there? So maybe we need to go the other direction. But I am... Uh, happy that they're they're willing to spend the money you know they they're spending more money than they did last year so that that's a good sign yeah so you went from almost 20 million in 2015 to i think right around 16 million in 2016 and then 2017 it was down to about 11 million 11 plus almost 12 million somewhere in there and now 2018 um base salary wise they're just under 15 million dollars so you've seen a rebound there so as much as the as we were on top of the galaxy last year in cost cut mode they did spend money but now the question becomes a completely different question which is yeah. did they spend money wisely which if you look at this and you see Jorgen Shelvik at a million dollars um, from what you've seen so far he's not a million dollar player he would have to be the best defender in major league soccer in order for him to be worth a million dollars and he's not the best defender yeah. in major league soccer um, that's a big red flag yeah. Siani's a red flag now how much of that is Siggy Schmidt's uh, job and and put him on. And again, if you're going to be upset about Siani's salary because you looked at it today, where have you been? Because this shouldn't be a shock. It's just a, a product of the system. It was last year too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. saw that, and yeah. and it certainly was brought in, and and that's how. And by the way, if you're trying to call in, keep trying to call in. Um, I saw somebody <laughs> was in there. I just actually wanted to talk yeah. for a couple minutes. But um, I I also want to go back to something that our caller mentioned, and and you mentioned also that we have a high powered offense. But we we spent money and brought on a high-powered offense, but forgot the the heart. We forgot the piece that's going to pump the blood to all those. The piece all, in the middle. Yeah, the piece in the middle. And so uh, when you talk about spending the money wisely, you think, okay, they spent the money, but 
they neglected to address something that was going to make the, you know, the center cog in the wheel that was going to make everything go. So that's where you go to, did they spend it wisely? Uh, 714, who's this? Hi, Josh. Uh, my name is Diego. Diego, thanks for calling in, buddy. What can I do for you, sir? Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I used I called back like back in a while. My, my YouTube channel was called Football Galaxy. Okay, yep. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about how the Galaxy are doing. And I remember that I was watching a video of Ziggy Smith in an interview. He said that they were in the in the game of Houston, they were conceding goals. And I think that's something that the Galaxy has to fix because they have good players. But their defense are not doing as good as they should be doing right yeah, now. Yeah, and you're and you're talking about you're talking to a guy who really wants to de- defend the defenders because I think that they've been left out, hung out to dry by the by the overly offensive sometimes midfielders who play no defense. And so uh, if you listen to the defenders yeah. talk, they're always talking about how we need to play defense from the very first guy all the way to the back. And you guys, oh, yeah, you definitely. got a guy like Roman Alessandrini who kind of re- who doesn't who doesn't play defense. Giovanni Dos Santos doesn't play defense. You have Ola Kamara yeah. who you're paying almost a million dollars right now uh, is the only guy who will play defense on the left-hand side in the wing. We and, don't want him playing defense. And, and you don't want him playing defense. <laughs> you want him scoring goals. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. What else you got? Um, I was. I wanted to say how I'm glad that finally Giovanni Dos Santos and Ola Kamara showed up because none of these guys were scoring that much goals. Ola Kamara didn't score a single goal in, like since the March 4th opener against Portland Timbers, and now they finally showed up. And I think the Galaxy needs that type of offense. Yeah, they, they definitely have to, and you have to get it from your star players. I mean, that's the big thing. The guy, Giovanni yeah. Dos Santos is making $6 million. Yeah. He better score 34 goals <laughs> from here on out in order to be worth the $6 million and all the money they've paid him yeah. previous to Including this. Including while he's gone at the World Cup. He yeah. should be able to score goals he sh- here and in Russia. Yeah, he should be, he should be traveling price. back and forth for $6 million. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's something. And, and Ola Kamara... Somebody said, I can't believe they're paying Ola Kamara $925,000, almost a million dollars. And I said, wait a minute. You're looking at a guy who was brought in to be the star striker for the LA Galaxy, who has who scored like the second or third most goals in the league in the last two or three years. I mean, he's way up there in terms of his production. He's done an excellent job in Columbus. You bring him in here to score goals, and then you put him out on the left wing, not his position. And he, what does he do? He goes out and scores two goals in the last two games. I mean, this guy's doing everything for the Galaxy right now, and he's a huge yeah, part of this. So, yeah, for sure. Anything else, Diego? Yeah, I have one last question that I was wondering for a while. Do you happen to know what happened to Jermaine Jones? Because he disappeared from the face of the galaxy. Yeah, he. Uh, I do know where he's actually. He does a radio show every once in a while on some network. I don't think it's actually radio. It might be like to rest. They might be like over the internet or you something. You think they've like told him that it's not actually broadcasting? Or yeah, they haven't, figured, told him, out, they haven't told figured that out yet. Haven't told him the light's not on. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's he's around. If you follow him on Instagram, you'll still see him. But yeah, he is. Uh, he he's no longer associated with the galaxy, which is, in my opinion, probably a good uh, thing. So. So, awesome, Diego. I appreciate the call, buddy. All right? Okay. Thank you, Josh. All right. There goes Diego. Lots of calls today. I like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. <laughs> if Giovanni's, uh, if Giovanni Dos Santos scores uh, 34 goals, then that would make him MLS's all-time leading goal scorer. Done and, and yes, done. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what Stats. he... $6 million. Yep. That's what you get. Done and done. All right. Uh, he's making more than Dava Villa. All right. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's what I expect. And I Dava expect... Villa, is, has anyone the Golden Boot before? I think he did. Yeah. I think maybe he did. I, he scores a lot of goals. Yeah. That's all I know. All right. And I, they, you don't I have can't... to worry about him scoring goals. I can't pay attention to these other teams all the time, Eric. It's, <laughs> you have one job. Sorry. I have one. My apologies. One team. That's what I'm focused on. But uh, again, I want to, you know, I know we've gotten sort of around and twisted with all the calls and that's fine. But just to, again, to reiterate, um, 
the forwards, the LA Galaxy, in terms of forwards, just in forwards, they are the second highest ranked behind Toronto FC. They spend $8.8 million on forwards. Again, Emma Boateng is part of that. But nonetheless, that's, then, how, that's how it is, right? And, and when you look at the, the total salary, Emma Boateng really isn't not, not he's not increasing that percentage by a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, twelve point six million dollars for Toronto FC, Los Angeles Football Club, eight point eight million, New York City, six point nine million on forwards. Now let's go to midfielders. Midfielders, the LA Galaxy. Gren, the midfield is it gets blamed for both the poor offense and the poor defense. The Galaxy's offense is ranked thirteenth in the league out of twenty three teams. The LA Galaxy's defense is ranked eighteenth in the league out of twenty three teams. Um, and so this LA Galaxy midfield is seven. Uh, overall in spending, $4.6 million. Underneath Atlanta United, Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders, Montreal Impact, Chicago Fire, and Toronto FC at the top. Toronto's pretty much at the top of every spending yeah. except for like goalkeepers because that's Colorado. Um, Sporting Kansas City just underneath them, Orlando, uh, Philadelphia Union. So that's midfielders. Defense, I've already told you, LA Galaxy, highest paid defense in the league. They don't have, it's not like they have 40 defenders either. The, yeah. Shelvick, Siani, Ashley That'll, Cole. That. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. That makes up the salaries. That right makes there. up. Yeah. So $3.55 million. Uh, Toronto FC at 3.1. Vancouver Whitecaps at 3.0. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, 2.9. 2.6 for Montreal Impact. And all the way down there on the very bottom, Philadelphia Union, $1.1 million on their defense. And at least at least that makes sense. Yeah, they spend that reflect, the least, they, That's reflective. That's yeah. reflective of how it's supposed to be. You have a horrible team. You have a horrible defense. You pay them nothing. Okay. Well, and to, and to go back to what we were saying, and again, not to be a dead horse, but when we talk about what are the Galaxy's needs, uh, they last season you would say they needed to shore up defense. They spent money on defense. This season, I think something that you're hearing, we've heard a couple of callers say it, I know I've said it uh, when I've been on this show, is a midfielder to pull the strings. And if you look at the salaries, the midfield is where the spending is lower, so maybe that's where they need to go spending moving forward. So we'll they see if... You know, in years to come, this is something where they make that adjustment. The spending may be lower, but they have a billion Te and, midfielders. And, and technically, yeah, <laughs> Boateng's not listed there. Giovanni is listed as a forward. So, you know, I think with the, he has the number 10 on his jersey. So is that where he's supposed to play? Do you, would you consider him a midfielder? Would you consider him a forward? And, you know, that's where it gets tricky. I still don't know where Giovanni Dos Santos yeah. is supposed to play. I know he's supposed to watch the World Cup of Buffalo Wild Wings with Kevin. That's what I, that's what Kevin told me. But, yeah, that's how, that's how it works. Uh, okay, so and then we go to goalkeeping just to sort of round it out and make sure we cut, touch all the bases here. Uh, Colorado Rapids, as we as we talked about, $2.7 million on goalkeeping. Atlanta United, $861,000 with Brad Guzon there. That's not a surprise. Uh, Philadelphia Union, uh, six hundred. Okay, so now this one, it's like, okay, they spent yeah. $659,000 on their goalkeepers. Third in the league, and they're not getting anything out of it. The LA Galaxy down in 13th, $397,000 on goalkeepers. I'm just saying, I know people are maybe upset, Eric, about the amount of money that that uh, that David Bingham's making. But in the whole scheme of things, they're not paying that much money for any of these guys. I'm, yeah, 13th out of the league. I mean, if you're going to... You, would you rank David Bingham 13th best goalie in the league? I, I, that seems about right. It seems about right. Yeah, I mean, it seems I'm, about right. I'm not going to say that it's not right. So, yeah. you know, overall, and you, the grand, the, the the whole grand, you know, scheme of things is that they don't pay Vom Stieg and Silvestri any money, yeah. and that's why Bingham can sort of make that money. Um, New England Revolution, only 173000 By the way, you know why they only have $173,000? They only have two goalkeepers listed on their roster. Nice. 
How do you play a team? So do, if, do, do they have like hockey where they have the emergency goalkeeper? MLS does have they, an emergency they goalkeeper. They just have someone ready just in case. Just in case. Yes, <laughs> yes that's how it works. Um, but yeah, so those are the different numbers that we've seen. Again, my article on this should be up either tonight. It's not going to happen tonight. I'm too busy. But uh, on, on Friday morning, you should see that up. And it'll have more of my complete analysis on it. Um, just some of the fun things, again, that I took away from it. Uh, the LA Galaxy have three defenders in the top 25 highest paid defenders. Shelvick as the highest paid, Ashley Cole and Michael Ciani. Um, you have Giovanni Dos Santos is the third highest paid striker, fifth highest paid player in Major League Soccer. Uh, the Galaxy have four players in the top 25 in the league in tar- terms of uh, highest paid. Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, Roman Alessandrini, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, people are asking about uh, Wayne Rooney going to DC United. That's the DC United thing. Yeah, we're not going to worry. We got Zlatan. I'm not going to worry. Yeah, yeah. Zlatan. Because Rooney was good. one of those names that was tossed around pre-Zlatan as someone the Galaxy might go after. And, uh, you know, I, I was I was pro-Rooney. I, I wouldn't be against that. Uh, he's 32 years old, but at the same time, we, we have forwards. We're good. We're, we're covering that, so we don't need to worry about it. Yeah, Not it, our problem. Yeah, the last thing. That, it, guys, listen, I mean, realistically, you look at the at the lineups and, and the roster, and you sit there and say, the Galaxy don't need any midfielders, and they don't need any forwards, but they do need a midfielder. Yeah. It's like, so how, they need the right kind of midfielder. So how many of those midfielders can you package together to get out of there to find the right midfielder? Um I don't know. It's just it's just yeah, one of those things. It's a puzzle things. piece. It, 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 it's a uh, you know moving the Rubik's cube around until until you find the right piece. But to me, I see a signal that they're they're trying to solve it. Uh, you know, they're not. They obviously haven't figured it out. But it seems like uh, they're, they're they're trying to make moves to put themselves in the right direction. So if you if I may steer it this direction, if the p- performance isn't there but the money is there, does any of this come to coaching? Could yes. a different coach get different results? out of these defenders. I think you have to yeah. right now. I mean, well, first of all, you have Siggy Schmidt and Dominic Kinnear known as defensive-minded coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And so they spend a whole bunch of money on defense and they get nothing out of yeah. it. I mean, what... That's a, That raises a huge flag yeah. for me. Um, could could Jorgen and Siani and Felcher and Cole, could they be worth that money if you have someone who's, you know... Positioning them correctly, or or motive. I, I I don't know. I'm just asking the question. It's it's an interesting question. This is what I fall back to, though. How much is Siggy getting paid? Where's that salary? Yeah, no, it's not not listed. That's a, just <laughs> like my, a, he's not in the union. Just like my salary is not listed <laughs> on here as well. Um, no, I mean whenever you look at it, and I don't get paid by the Galaxy. I just want to say that. I know somebody will be like, "Oh my God, there it was. We finally got him." No, it's not true. Um, sometimes I wish it was true. I could yeah. actually get a paycheck out of this. Um, but no, I mean, there's certainly. I agree with you, but when you're thinking about defense, it's like, okay, there's four guys back there. How many of those guys haven't played in a <laughs> yeah, four-man what, back line? What can you do? Yeah, I mean, I see that. It, but they, they are asking a lot of Ashley Cole and the right back right now, Dave Romney or Rolf Felcher, to get into the attack. We yeah. know that's how the LA Galaxy, who um, who lacks some pace on the wings, certainly yeah. outside of Boateng, which I think is pace with no brain sometimes. Yeah. Um, and they're, wa- they're walking the rope without a net underneath because Ashley Cole, if he goes down or something happens, what's the backup plan there? Yeah, so, it's Dave Romney yeah, who's currently covering on yeah. the right-hand side for uh, for Rolf Shelvick. Rolf Sh- Rolf I like that you mixed the guys. They, yeah, they got well married done. and they had a baby. <laughs> uh, we have another phone call in here. 310, who's this? Hey, Josh, this is John. Hey, John, thanks for calling in, buddy. What can we do for you? I was actually looking to take it off of the salary discussion for a minute yes, and, and change fine. it up. Go Thank for you. it. I actually, I, I went behind enemy lines last night. I went to the uh, game at the LAFC Stadium. How, how was that? Uh, it, it, it looked pretty empty, I, like it like it normally is at StubHub Center on a midweek game. 
<laughs> you know, it, we got there early. You take the metro down there, and you can get there pretty easily from the west side. Right. Uh, and at kickoff, it was pretty empty, but, uh, you know, 30 minutes in, it was pretty packed, and it was pretty rocking. Very cool. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium. Uh, they did a lot of things right. I think the food's better at our stadium. Uh, I prefer being in our place. But the thing that was one thing that was kind of interesting and of note for this show is I actually saw a Galaxy player uh, at the game yesterday. It appeared as a spectator just walking around in the concourse was uh, Baggio Husidic. Ah, Baggio's that kind of dude, though, right? I mean, he can just sort of cruise around. They must have had vegan options they, at the they, stadium. They, they clearly did. <laughs> and by the way, John, you're the first person to ever say that the food at StubHub is better than somewhere else. Maybe maybe Bank of California Stadium is that bad with their food. That, But I would say that most times, and I have to eat the press food, which is not which is not delicious, by the yeah. way. Uh, well, you know, they pull the taco trucks up into the, uh, uh, or into the stadium. That, and I think that the taco trucks are all right. That's what uh, saves it. All right, I got it. But that's yeah, fair. so Baggio, who said it's uh, checking out the uh, local soccer. He's sort of like the most chill dude you've ever seen in your life. I could totally see him just cruising around being like, hey man, I got nothing to do tonight. Night. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Wednesday night. I'm just going to go ahead and walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a uh, it was a, a, a nice vibe, and I hope to be back there for the uh, the uh, El Trafico. Uh, but uh, I'd rather spend my time uh, down in Carson. Awesome. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Call in any time. All right, buddy? Guys. Take care. All right, there we go. There goes John. All right, wow, just so many calls. That's a good thing. I haven't even put the phone number. A popular show, John. I haven't even put the phone number on the screen <laughs> once. It was all these. It's all this the salary stuff that goes. No, but we get back to the coaching and look at that. I mean, how much is that going to change? I am of the opinion right now that Siggy Schmidt is relying too much on his mediocre defense. I okay. won't say they're bad. I refuse to go that yeah. far because I feel like there's there's. That's why the roasting it for them being, you know, the second highest paid and. I don't know. I don't know that they're that bad, and they're just having a, a rough stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to see how the season rolls out. Yeah, but I mean, here's the problem: is that now you're nine games through the season, right? I mean, it's not exactly the beginning yeah, of the season it's not, anymore. Yeah, that's true. Now the Galaxy had three or four games at the beginning of the season where they didn't have everybody, so yeah. there was certainly that. Then you you got rescued in the LAFC game. Let's be honest, that was a game that they should have lost. Yeah, they didn't. The Galaxy didn't. They came back and they won, but that was a win that, if you look in the columns, and defensively giving up three goals and a half or close to a half. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. You, you can't do that. Um, the big deal that I still see is giving up the early goals, which they say we cannot do, and then they go out and do every time. Uh, is that coaching? I think that may be a coaching thing. It, it's coaching and it's formation. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for me right now, how they're not getting somebody to step into the center of midfield and press the pace. I mean, they don't have anybody. That's sort yeah. of the problem. But now Jonathan Dos Santos looks like he's healthy, so he's going to come back. He's going to play. Um, you know, if he starts, who goes to the bench? That's the next sort of thing that we certainly want to take a look at as we head towards FC Dallas. But before we do, uh, I, uh, I wanted to make sure that we take a quick break. And then whenever we come back, we will be joined by a guest, uh, Christian Miles, who does the play-by-play for the LA Galaxy sometimes and LA Galaxy 2 as well and has been covering soccer for about 20 or something years, uh, is going to stop by and call into the studio. So I think that's what we're certainly going to do next. So... Don't want anybody to go anywhere. Relax, get a drink real quick, come back, and we're going to be joined by Christian Miles. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com on our uh, Thursday uh, live show here. Now, gladly joined by a man who is uh, one of my favorite people to talk to in the press box. He does a great job filling in on the play-by-play for the radio for the LA Galaxy and fills in at the LA Galaxy 2 games as well. Has been covering soccer for for well over probably 20 years. Uh, Please welcome to the show for the very first time, good friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Christian Miles. Christian, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Josh, thanks for having me. I, I got my line of Los Angeles uh, T-shirt on. I got my shin guards, and I might stop off for some face paint. So I'm, I'm suited and booted and ready to rock. Great. We appreciate you stopping by. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, uh, you and I get to talk a lot before Galaxy Games. We usually have some interesting conversations. I figured that why should I just uh, keep you out of myself, and I'll share you with all of the uh, wonderful listeners here as well. And you've been doing the uh, the LA Galaxy Games and LA Galaxy 2 Games on the radio side now for uh, a little while, like three years or something like that? Yes, came on about three years ago and uh, just kind of grown with the broadcast. I kind of uh, fill in for Joe Titino when Joe is doing uh, the Spectrum Sports games that you see on TV. And then um, when he's not doing that, he steps in. So we kind of, in, in the end, we end up pretty much sharing the season between LA Galaxy and, of course, the Los Dos. Yeah, LA Galaxy 2 as well. We were uh, talking before we started recording here. And, uh, you know, Alvarez getting a hat trick, uh, another hat trick, I think, there for uh, for another player as well. So LA Galaxy 2 may be coming to, coming to life a little bit here after a, a rough start. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough couple of seasons here. Mike Munoz needs a lift, and uh, what a player he's gotten. Uh, Ephraim, he's going to be one heck of a player, bright future ahead of him. And, you know, I think there's brighter days to come for, for Los Dos. Uh, it's uh, kind of a work in progress, if you will, but expect him to turn the corner here and uh, hopefully get to the postseason. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good step for them, and also seeing a little bit of a turn in terms of their form as well will certainly help. But let's talk about the uh, the senior team. Uh, you get to watch this team as much as I get to watch it, uh, and you're as analytical <laughs> most of the time as uh, as I am as well. So I'd love to get your impression of last year's team and what the Galaxy did in the offseason, and then why this season seems to be, despite the fact, at least in my opinion, that it's much more talented, um, why there seems to be a stumble out of the blocks here so far for the LA Galaxy through the first nine games. I think the less we say about 2017, the better. That's kind of in the rearview mirror. It's uh, it's pretty miserable. Um, and then you know the big turnover in personnel. You've, you've got about half of the first team is new. You got about and half of those players are, are regular starters in and out of the first eleven for Ziggy Schmidt. And I think between you know the new personnel, the new faces, as well as you know the curveballs that have been thrown to Ziggy with injuries and suspensions and such, and, and key players that it's been really difficult. And, you know, I've, I think it's time, you know, people have got to pump the brakes a little bit here. I think there's a lot of alarmists and knee-jerk reactions, but this team's only played nine games. And, you know, you, you look around the world and you see teams that have no, I can't think of any team that's undergone so much upheaval in the space of a season and has put themselves in contention to be in contention for, for the title. So I think the galaxy are actually punching at their weight right now. And of course there's, there's flaws and, and, there's all kinds of room for improvement, but I think if you just take a step back and put it in a broader perspective, there's, it's a team that's a work in progress. It's it's nine games in. It's you know the, the, one of the the bedrocks of success is is familiarity and stability. And I think once the Galaxy get a few more games under their belt and get things going, that they'll be in good shape. And you know it's it, what was it the, the the weekend game was just the first time they've fielded an unchanged lineup for the entire season. So. 
just a little bit of a, a broader perspective, I think, is is needed right now. Well, I'm I'm not wrong though. This this 2017 or excuse me, this 2018 team is much better than the 2017 team. You can see it in the talent and the depth that the team has, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, all around, and I you know you take your hat off to Chris Klein and and Ziggy and company for for assembling this team and getting it in place, and Jovan Karofsky as well. I think they've done a great job of assembling the pieces right now. And, you know, you look at it it's, in terms of individual talent, it's a great squad. I mean, I know you and, and, and uh, Panda have talked about, you know, other coaches would salivate and would love to have the problems that the Galaxy have and love to have that front block of five or four, the three-man front line, whatever you want to call it. There's an abundance of riches. But, you know, it, it, the best assemblage of individual talent doesn't always – translate into the best team unit and i think that's what we're seeing now it's right. going to take a while for it to mesh and come together but you know there, there, there's a lot of positives to take out it i think in the last you know couple of games or where an attack that was looking vastly out of sync um really lacked any cohesion is starting to find its feet you know we're seeing geo get involved we're seeing ola Kamara, although he's playing out of position starting to get into the goals and Zlatan also playing in a nice linking role and, and carving out some chances for his uh his partnerships and also, this team's character, you, you know, you can't overlook that. Yes, they do dig themselves holes and they concede early goals, but they've, you know, they fought back against LAFC, which we all know about. But, you know, those two goals down against the Red Bulls managed to get themselves back in the game against Houston. So those are some of the positives, um, I think, going forward. There's a lot of negatives that you can, if you want to be a pessimist, talk about. But, you know, there's, there, 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 I believe the pieces are there. It's just a matter of integrating it together. Yeah, is it, is it about just finding the correct formation or the Galaxy playing in the formation you think that's best for them right now? Is it a personnel thing? Do you think maybe they need to move somebody away? Because it still doesn't look... You can see the three distinct phases of the team. You have the defense, you have the midfielders, and you have the, the offense or the forward, the strikers. You, you see that, but you never see a link and a flow between them. Right now, it looks like uh, almost like X's and O's on a chalkboard that people are drawing out. I mean, is there is there something the Galaxy need to do that you're seeing that you, you think could, could really help them out? Well, in, yeah, when I look at this team, and I, I, I can't speak because I'm not there day in and day out at training. I, I can just speak from what I see from watching these, these, this team in person play as well as you know watching their away games very closely. And it, What I see lacking is a defense that's vulnerable on counterattacks. And it was really abundantly clear. It was on set pieces, which I think Dan Kennedy said, Hey, you know, it is cause for concern and they are basic errors, but they are correctable errors. Um, and there's three things that really stand out to me right now is just a lack of cohesion mm-hmm. and a lack of pace that's led to an imbalance in this team and, and defensive communication, I think is, a little bit lacking right now. We've seen some, you know, moments of indecision at the back between, you know, Shelbeck and and Bingham and and, and Siani has looked out of sorts and, and lacked fitness. And you know, the problem at right back right now, where the Galaxy don't have a natural right fullback, they've they've got a utility man who's kind of filling in or plugging the holes with Dave Romney, but he he's not the long term solution there. And um, you know, and you guys were mentioning you and and. And uh, Pato, Panda and Pato were mentioning this on their morning yes. show yes, on course. Monday. But there's a gaping hole in midfield, and I think that's kind of the, the you know the, the 400 pound gorilla in the, in the room that we're talking about. And there's the link between the midfield and the attack has not been fluid. There's uh, there's no the, the midfield is not knit together with the attack, and we're seeing a lot of the attackers drop deep. You know, like Gio De Santos. You see it with Vatan, who's who's dropping to more withdrawn roles because they're not getting the support and the service they need. And, um, and one thing that really sticks out to me too, in the, assemb- the, the assemblage of this roster, there's a lot of similar players in midfield to right. me. There's 
a lot of central oriented players and you look at, you know, Perry Kitchen, uh, you know, Servando Carrasco, Baggio Husidic, even Jonah, and you can even, you know, throw Jao Pedro, Sebastian Legette, and um, and even Gio into that mix. That there's a lack of width with this team, and, and to play the football that the Galaxy want to play, they want to play the four-two-three-one or the four-three-three, whatever you want to call it. Right. You need wide players. You need pace. You need players that can take on defenders, get to the byline, whip crosses in. Uh, for a player like number nine, a world-class talent like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, for him to flourish, and they're just not getting that right now. Yeah, have have the stars shown up for the Galaxy though as well? You have a lot of high-priced talent on this team. I mean, are, are the Galaxy getting everything out of them, or is is that hole in the midfield causing maybe the Galaxy not to get the most out of those guys? I think. I mean, I, I think that's part of the problem, Josh. You know, you you've got a midfield. I mean, it's. It, it's a, the midfield bringing it sits a little deep. Um, I think there, there's a big difference when Jonah Dos Santos is in this team or not, and he can play that number eight role and, and, and really kind of plug that gap a bit. He's not going to be your number 10. He's not going to be your, your guy that's going to pull your creative strings and play those through balls in and, and set in the strikers and create chances, but he's going to support the strikers. He's going to help the, the transition in terms of stopping the counterattack when the Galaxy do lose the ball because that's a huge, huge problem when, other teams win the ball and then they've got so much space to attack. They get a full head of steam behind them. And, you know, the galaxy, you know, back block of, of five to six, even seven is just overwhelmed time and time again, eventually they're going to break. So, um, there is events, there is that, that problem, that gaping hole in the field. And it, as far as the stars performing, I think we're starting to see them round into form. I mean, right. it's not the best of times for Roman Alessandrini, but I think, you know, you're, what we're seeing is Zlatan Ibnimovic is, is classic Zlatan. I've had a chance to follow his career very closely since, you know, he's about 19 years old. And this is what he does. He, you know, he's, he's not a number nine. You know, he has a number nine on the back of his chart, but he's not a traditional number nine. He drifts wide. He likes to link. He's technical. And he's not going to take players on for pace, but he, you know, he finds pockets. And I, I think he is performing. I mean, he's yeah. three goals and he's had, you know, three assists in the last couple of games. You'd like to see him have more opportunities on target because, you know, that's, you know, the Galaxy do need goals. And I think over the last three games, he's only had one shot on target. And he hasn't put back forth his best effort in front of goal. But I think we've seen another dimension of his game with his ability to link that, that blind ball he played forward to the left-hand side on one of the goals over the weekend. Was yeah, for, for, sublime and yeah, fantastic. For, for Giovanni Dos Santos. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not where I've seen the best, but I think the best is yet to come. Well, we, uh, we turn our attention real quickly to uh, this weekend's matchup against FC Dallas, who's a, a good team. Um, the Galaxy coming in, I mean, if you thought the Galaxy had to win against Houston, you know, Dallas is, a, I, I think, a much more difficult team to beat. Uh, you know, what do you think about Dallas? What do you think about the Galaxy's chances of winning? And is there pressure on this team to win in Dallas? There is pressure. I mean, you guys have talked about it. In the, in the pods leading up to today, the, the Galaxy's schedule to the, through nine games, I dare anybody to find a more difficult schedule. I mean, the, the, the list of opponents is the cream of the crop. I think you mentioned that the average position is around 7.7 or something. Yes. But, you know, you're taking on the, the, the upper 30th percentile of, of the, uh, of the leagues of the best teams. So yeah, they are expected to take some points. I think a point on the road against an FC Dallas team that, Hey, they're difficult to break down. They, um, they don't really have all the creative parts going forward, and you know they're they've inherited Max Ruti, who's not exactly a prolific goal scorer, and they got they can get some goals from midfield through Lamont and company, but it's a good opportunity for the Galaxy to do this. Uh, but I think it's a big perplexing you know uh, 
question asks, what changes is Ziggy going to make? What are we going to see right. out of this team? Are we going to see perhaps Clemente get a chance and feature it right back? Or, you know, with, with all these central midfielders, is Ziggy, you know, thinking about going with a three, five, two, perhaps. I mean, there's, there's changes need to be made. I, I you know, I'm with you and, and, and Panda about that. Yeah. And yeah. the question is what changes need to be made, but I, I don't see that the galaxy with that lack of pace in wide areas, the lack of service coming in in the wide areas, you know, how much you can change. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think that uh, the Galaxy have a chance to go very offensive. Uh, they could also go a little more defensive, but uh, they're they're starting to run out of space now that Jonathan Dos Santos seems like he's healthy and probably ready to start again. So it'll be interesting to see who hits the bench uh, because of uh, JDS coming back. Christian, I want to uh, thank you for stopping by. If you want to follow uh, Christian on Twitter, it's at Christian R Miles. Uh, please do that. I invite you to. He always gets into good soccer conversations, and I'm sure that we will uh, see you at the press box and obviously hear you on the radio here soon buddy all right thanks josh all right there he goes mr christian miles he's gone and what we're going to do is whenever we get back we're going to go ahead and uh talk some more fc dallas uh get you ready for that big game coming up on saturday don't go anywhere you're listening to corner of the galaxy on corner of the galaxy.com Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman, Eric Vieira, the Portuguese hammer. Vieira in the house here. Glad to have him. Or the jaw, Pedro Lover, whichever people want to... Uh, I'll, I'll respond to any of those. You, you'll take either, any of those? Either of those. That's fine. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I haven't done this in a long time, but shout out to, of course, uh, Back Pocket Memory for allowing us all these wonderful songs. Uh, yeah, got a whole bank of songs to pull from. It's a nice... A nice Nice and, I, and I don't get sued for them all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that's always that's what we always look <laughs> At least for. Not so. yet. Well, yeah. Well, fingers <laughs> crossed. Let's see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, no. Now we have to uh, start transitioning and getting you ready for the FC Dallas game. Um, the LA Galaxy, as it currently stands in Major League Soccer, uh, sit in eighth place in the Western Conference, having ten points from nine games played, three, five, and one. FC Dallas. Uh, sitting in fourth place in the Western Conference, 13 points, uh, average points per game, 1.63 to the LA Galaxy's 1.11, in case you were keeping track of that. And you can see uh, that they have played in uh, eight games, and uh, three, one, and four in those games, and at home, two, oh, and three. So they are undefeated at home, which is uh, always a nice thing to try to go in. And uh, <laughs> Like you said, weird things happen in Dallas. Maybe we'll go the other direction. Weird things happen in Dallas. I don't know. Some people may not have been around when weird things happen in Dallas, but things that have happened in Dallas just strange, weird plays that you sit there and go, how did that happen? I remember a Breck Shea play whenever he played for FC Dallas. Uh, there was a long thunderstorm break. The the it, There was like... 
five minutes left, six minutes left of the game, and they had to break because there was thunder and lightning, and it ended up being delayed for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. They come back out. The Galaxy are tied tied in this game. They're going to get a point. Everything's looking good. The wind is blowing so hard that uh, Breck Shea takes a cross that was probably going to hit around the penalty mark, and it gets blown into the goal by the time it makes it, and it actually goes into the goal. So I remember that. There's lots of just weird That'll things. That'll stick with you, yeah. Yeah, you'll get bad calls in Dallas, all these things. Well, not just in Dallas. Yeah, for the LA You've Galaxy. Been watching that's the all, past few weeks. Yeah. I was, was going to say for the Galaxy, that's <laughs> all the time. Um, and then, you, of course, you have um, the Heat, the Heat in Dallas. Yeah, uh, shout out to MLS for scheduling a two thirty local start time in Dallas, in Texas, in two thirty in, in Texas. <laughs> yeah, whether I looked up the forecast, it's going to be ninety two degrees, is what it's saying. Yeah, and so I think we'll see how that works. I think out. they're expecting field temperatures upwards of 97, 98, so you might see some hydration breaks in this Perfect. game, but it makes no sense whatsoever. And uh, I think Siggy Schmidt was even commenting you know, on it today at training. The LA Galaxy trained on Thursday as we're recording or as we're on the live show. They return they trained today, Thursday, but it was a short tr- shorter training. The the media session afterwards was shorter and they had to get on a plane and they had to fly to Dallas because that game is on Saturday. At 12.30, so they couldn't fly on Friday, so they wanted to go early, so that way they can get a training in at FC Dallas tomorrow on Friday, or whenever you're listening to this. This game will kick off at 12.30 p.m. local time, Pacific time. I should say here in Southern yeah. California, 2.30 in local FC time. Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, this is the second game of a three-game road trip. This is probably the most difficult game the Galaxy will play, although just because of the travel, the game against Montreal, who somehow started to figure everything out in the last couple of games, <laughs> which is really, really should make the Galaxy feel good about it, is that, um, you know, going to FC Dallas is going to be an incredibly difficult game. I said the Galaxy would get four points out of this road trip. I expected them to beat Houston. They didn't beat Houston. Now I have to figure out how I'm going to get four Where points out of this. Where those four going to come from? You have to beat one of these teams, and you have to draw the other one. So you can't lose any more games coming out of this. And I think if they do that, if they can get a win and a draw out of these next two games, successful road That's trip. That's a success. It's fine. You got four points. You're, you are picking up points. Galaxy have lost three in a row, four out of the last five. I think that's the thing. Losing three in a row, this is a chance for them to break that streak. And even if uh, if they get a draw, it's not a loss. You know, four losses in a row is, is time to panic. So, um, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about formations or possible game yeah. plans. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's, uh, let's go for it. But to, to, let me just say this one it. thing. You talk about losses in a mm-hmm. row. Uh, Panda called in um, before the show. I, I also love, careful what you ask for, Kevin Baxter, because you touting yourself as the Panda. Now, no one's even mentioning you. They're just saying Panda, you know, the Panda. You know, Christian Miles on the call just kept calling him Panda. Panda, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. What, what did Panda say today? He Well, we had a bunch of conversations. At one point, Panda says, remember, I can't do math. If you remember, he got the goals uh, projected for the LA Galaxy. He said that the LA Galaxy were expected to allow um, 71 goals on the season if they kept at their current pace. Well, if you actually do the math correctly, it's only 60, uh, which would still put them in a really in a world of hurt, yeah. but it's 10 goals. I like to say, yeah, left. but still. Yeah, so so we, we changed that. And then uh, I said something. Uh, I don't know when this started, but apparently uh, the largest newspaper in Sweden has started listening to our show, and, oh. and so Kevin is getting quoted out of the show on nice. it. And he goes, oh, well, of course, because they love pandas in Sweden because it's all cold. I'm like... <laughs> Those are polar bears, Kevin. <laughs> Those are polar bears you're thinking of, not panda bears. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. Pandas. You mean pandas he's don't got, like the cold? He's got to research like, his pandas here. We, we got to work on him. He thinks all bears are the same, apparently. So anyway. but he Hashtag re- not all bears. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looked at, the, uh, at Zlatan. Zlatan had claimed that he never lost three games in a row. 
right? And he said at home first. And then he's sort of extended it and said, I've never lost three games in a row. The only team that even comes close to losing three games in a row, now there's a bunch of two-game losses and stuff like that, yeah. but the only one that we can't totally verify is when he played for Malmo in Sweden at the very okay. beginning of his career, <laughs> right? So, so long ago. Otherwise, wow. he's correct. To take it back that far, he, he was, what, 17, 18 yeah. when yeah. he played yeah. for Malmo? Yeah, exactly. So you look wow. at that. So he's right. I mean, yeah. basically give him the pass. He's not lost <laughs> three games in a row. So they're coming up on a very real possibility yeah. of losing four games in a row. But yeah, go. let's go to the, the formations. Well, and, and here's what I was thinking is um, if the problem has been defense uh, coming into this game, giving up three goals a piece in the last couple of games, then that's something where they need to throw uh, you know, throw a bunch of defenders back there. So I, I look back to uh, the game that they played against Vancouver when we, they did the 3-5 three, uh, three what was it? Three five two one or something like that. Again, three, my, five, again going back seven, to the panda, my seven, math doesn't ten. doesn't add up. <laughs> you need ten whenever yeah. you're doing a formation. So, so three five two or three yeah. five one one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So so basically, I think if they replicated something like that, going in and, and really trying to play for the point, playing for a one one draw, something like that, and, and stacking the back line with your you know three center defenders and then uh, you know your other uh, defenders on the outside. And then where it gets tricky is where you're going to put your your midfielders at. Um, so you know the way I w- would imagine is Siani, Shelvik, and Stairs in the middle. Right. Romney and Cole on the outside. You keep Kitchen in there. Alessandrini and Legit on the wings, and then Dos Santos and and Kamara is who I have up front. Okay. Just because I think you would save Zlatan in the heat to bring him in off the bench, or if you start Zlatan, then you know maybe Legit gets bumped. You put Dos Santos out wide and put. Uh, Kamara and and Zlatan up front, and maybe he gets an early sub. Yeah, I mean that that is the the sort of question. What are you going to yeah. do with Zlatan on a ninety seven degree heat? Yeah, I think he's gotten more used to the weather since he's yeah. been here. But I'm not. I don't think anybody's ready for ninety seven degree heat. Um, I think it's going to be really difficult to to sit him. Now, I would like yeah. to see one of them get sat. I want to see Kamara get sat or Zlatan get sat. I know that's crazy, yeah. but it, 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 yeah, in order to make it work, and especially if that's what they're going to go for, if the game plan is going to be defensive. Uh, unfortunately, one of those guys has to sit if you want to put the focus elsewhere. Yeah, uh, by the way, one of the comments in the chat room had me cracking up. Uh, we were talking about bears and okay. Kevin needs to, not all bears, hashtag yeah. is that. Uh, <laughs> somebody would like to remind us, uh, it, it's what the is their name, what the. All right, that's it. I don't want you to think I'm stuttering or I'm not right. getting it right. I was going to say the? you could finish. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, bears beats Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> all right? So I was cracking. A little, little office. A little Dwight Schrute for A little you. Dwight Schrute there. That's fine. Um you know, here's the thing: is that you're gonna get Giov- uh, you're gonna get Jonathan Dos Santos back, and I okay. think he's probably gonna be ready to start. And you need him to start. You need that presence in the midfield, especially against FC Dallas, who has, as I think I said in Christian when I was talking to Christian, the best defense in Major League Soccer. Now their offense has not scored a whole bunch of goals more mm-hmm. than their defense is allowed, so they've been they've been doing okay. And you can get by that way. You don't need a great offense if you have a really good defense. But they are the leaders right now yeah. in the clubhouse mm-hmm. in terms of uh, not Lots allowing goals. So if you want to. You can go more offensive in this game, I think, because I, I'm not necessarily totally worried about the offensive prowess of, of FC Dallas, and I say that knowing the Galaxy have a horrible defense. Um, no, wait. I, Were I re- you worried about the, the offensive prowess of the Houston Dynamo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was. I was worried because they're, they're a counterattacking team, and yeah. that's just the the, dynam- the kryptonite yeah. of the LA Galaxy right now. Um, so, so, yeah, a little bit. But so with FC Dallas... Um, I think you could go more offensive. Here's my lineup that if you wanted to go more offensive, you could. You need to get Jonathan Dos Santos in. I think you want to keep Sebastian Legetto on the field. Um, 
so I think you take Perry Kitchen off. And I, I love Perry Kitchen. I think he's done a great job. I would like to see a little bit more from him, but really he's a defensive midfielder. That's his job, and yeah. they haven't been allowing him to just do his job. So I would like to see him there if if they could just let him do his job, but they're not going to let him do his job. So with Jonathan, that's more of a possibility. So you could put Legit out instead and play the exact same formations that you have been doing, just swapping Jonathan Dos Santos in for mm-hmm. Sebastian Legit, the opposite of what they have been doing. And plus, you probably want to give Legit a little bit of a breather as well because you're still working him back into full yes, game shape. If someone's going to go to the bench, he would likely be the one to do so. And you could pull him out in the 65th minute and bring him in when Jonathan is tired after doing all this stuff. So it makes a lot of sense tactically to sit Sebastian Legit. But I'm saying if you really wanted to amp things up, you could sit Perry Kitchen. Now, what does that do to the defense? It leaves them on a bit of an island. And you're asking Jonathan Dos Santos to do more defense. And you're asking Sebastian Legit, who doesn't necessarily play that much defense, to play defense. To step up in that regard. And I think we both mentioned a couple things is the fact that there needs to be a decision and there needs to be some type of change made for this game. They can't, uh, you know, go in with the formations and with um, the style of play that they've come in these last few games. It obviously hasn't worked. So some change needs to come. So whether it comes with formation or whether it comes with player personnel decisions, I I think we should see some, some changes. Otherwise that might be a bad sign. Well, there has to, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't start the same lineup. I, I'm against starting the same lineup, yes. but only one change I really yeah, can be made. And, and the way it's it's how you change them is what what I'm going to be curious. To Jonathan Dos Santos is needed on this team. He needs to be able to fill in that giant hole in the midfield. He needs to be able to link. And that's not necessarily yeah. what he's great at. He's not a number mm-hmm. 10, but he's the closest to the Galaxy have yeah. to a number 10. They have to use him in that direction. This is a problem of their own making. They knew they didn't have that player when they went into this. They're putting the square peg in the round hole, right? Is that yeah, what it, they're trying to do? Yeah, it, absolutely. And you can see that it looked like the Galaxy were trying to get Zlatan Ibrahimovic last year. Instead, they bring in somebody like Jonathan Dos Santos. And certainly it was a little bit of a panic move because they were already in a tailspin and then Cardinalfo never even got to play with Jonathan Dos Santos. So it it already changed things. Again, I I think that if Siggy Schmidt and Dominic Kinnear cannot figure out a way to get this offense in a flowing, uh, creative manner, because right now it's so predictable. It's out to the wings and then there's nothing. Yeah. Well, and to me that feels like Siggy ball. I mean, that's, that's the way he played back in, you know, uh, in the early 2000s is, you know, send the ball to the wing and then cross to the center to the big guy. I mean, that's such an, an old school way of coaching. So, the, you know, the Siggy out army that's here and, and I, they're here. I can't, can't see them in the parking lot. But right. They got signs. The we can see them. They have pickets and, 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 yeah, and torches. They're, they're, they're burning uh, a Siggy sweater. Yeah, but it's it totally crazy. makes sense because, yeah, it, it is predictable. But, you know, the, the pass the ball to Zlatan. Go, go on the wing and center to the middle and let's see what happens. They're not creating there so something needs to change yeah the only way the galaxy have been successful in the last two games is on counterattacks where kamara is usually able to lead them out or in this particular case look where kamara is playing come in crashing yeah i mean here's the thing you see kamara being successful where's he being successful in the middle of the field it's like that's usually where he's scoring his goals (laughs) which is where he wants to play surprise I like the four four two better, just because I thought okay. that you could sw- you could keep him central and you could switch those guys back and forth. But I understand with the players, you're you're shorting yourself somewhere in the midfield there. Yeah. But again, if you're going to pull Perry Kitchen out, you're not. You can get your players that you want in there, but you have to be dedicated to that and understand that you're weakening a defense that's already weak by pulling Perry well, that's Kitchen the thing. out. If you pull Perry Kitchen, then you know whatever discussion needs to happen with your your center defenders needs to say you're not going to have you're not going to have a support system there. So you know figure it out or or you know. Keep an eye on your positioning and, and maybe the outside backs, 
shouldn't push forward as much if there's not going to be that cover there. Yeah, you have to be more conservative yeah. on the defensive side if you're going to do mm-hmm. it. The other thing is that if Sebastian Legette can't get the ball vertically in the center, then don't pass him the ball there because everything is to him and then out to the wings and yeah. to him and out to the wings. And you can say it's Siggy ball, but it's also they don't have anybody in the midfield outside of Jonathan Dos Santos who will turn in the middle yeah. and run vertically. <laughs> and it's like, use that space. There's yeah. space there. Well, there's a hole. There's a hole. In there's a hair, And you have to break through it in order to try to link Giovanni Dos Santos somewhere in there because you know he's not dropping back into that hole, but you have to find Gio in there somewhere. Yeah. And then you want Zlatan to move away and create space mm-hmm. for Gio and Gio to move away and create space for Zlatan. There's so much creativity on the front line. It's frustrating when you realize... You just that, have to get there. Yeah, that Roman <laughs> Alessandrini, that Ola Kamara, that Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Gio Giovanni Dos Santos, Sebastian Legette, and Jonathan Dos Santos can all play any of those positions, and they can just move, and yeah. you could frustrate defenses <laughs> to no end if they could figure out how to do it. But I don't want to see Giovanni Dos Santos dropping way deep because, quite honestly, that never seems to help anybody yeah. out. <laughs> that's it's not what he's paid to. That's not what the six million is for. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Zlatan Ibrahimovic do the same thing. I want him to be pressing up, and I want Ola Kamara to test the limits of the wings on the outside. Both him and Roman Alessandrini yeah. should be looking at getting in behind the defense when mm-hmm. Zlatan pulls forward or moves towards the ball. That's when their chance is to run out back in behind it. So that's sort of where we uh, where we look at, and, and that's where I'm focused on. I mean, I think FC Dallas. Quite honestly, it's a winnable game. It is because they're not the best offensive team. They're just a very good defensive team. So if you can find ways to break down the defense and do it creatively, which not a ton of teams have been able to do, you can still you can do something with this. All right. And so um, and if the Galaxy are going to start turning things around, this is a game that they should surprisingly win or definitely get a point out of. If this is going to be the weird things happen in Dallas, maybe. You know, they really should have won the Houston game, but didn't. They really maybe on paper should lose the the Dallas game and then something weird happens and they end up walking away. But I will push back a little bit um, about not being worried about FC Dallas's offense. When you look at, you know, Roland Lama, uh, Maxi Arruti, you have Mauro Diaz still there. Santiago Mosquera is another guy who's been playing well recently. Those aren't guys that, you know, I'm comfortable with given the way our defense has been playing. So so I, you can say that, uh, FC Dallas is not an offensive threat, but those, when you say those names and right. you see their form, they, they, I don't know that I feel be. very comfortable with those guys coming at, at our defense, I, I the get way that. our defense has been playing. I, I get that 100%. I will say that they have one less goal than the Galaxy scored in overall, and I wouldn't But look at the, the Galaxy's Galaxy. offense. And it's starting at, to pick yeah, up a little compared bit. Compared to that, yeah. It is. I think the Galaxy have the better offense. I think Dallas has the better defense. If you're looking at the clash there, that's where it is. Goalkeeper-wise, uh, maybe FC Dallas wins that. I yeah. don't know. Which, I mean, well, whatever. I don't, I don't really care <laughs> all that look at the stats. Yeah, find it. Figure out the stats. It's David Bingham back there and he's now tied for second in the league or was tied for second in the league with the most saves okay which well, he's being shot at a lot <laughs> he's he's basically in a shooting gallery Could be a red flag he's basically in a shooting gallery all right uh you have anything else you want to talk about you good no i think i'm good yeah hopefully you know the weird things that happen in dallas will bounce our way yeah, we'll, that's, we'll break this streak that's uh fingers crossed on that one i would like to talk about an la galaxy win on monday if if Good Lord, I could please, please do that. So anyway, all right, uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you. They can find me at GIS Hammer on Twitter. You could also listen to me on the Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles podcast. This week, we uh, talk about the Dodgers and how they're trying to out-galaxy the galaxy and disappointing their fan base. So listen to us. Uh, you can find Guys in Shorts on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. And you can still follow uh, at GIS Soccer Show. So we're transitioning uh, from a podcast to some different types of content we're going to be releasing. So you can still find us there. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming into the studio. And I'm sure we'll have you 
back in very soon. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jguessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Go on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can buy scarves, you can buy stickers, uh, you can do lots of things, and we do have possibly a Panda and Pato shirt uh, coming out. That might be fun to see, so uh, definitely check that out as well whenever it comes out. All right, uh, for everybody in the live chat room, thanks for joining us. For everybody listening on the podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you. Leave us a review if you feel like it on iTunes or anywhere else that you feel appropriate. For uh, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.